It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, August 28, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. Commercial fishing and dance may seem like an unlikely combination, but for Sitka-raised artist Sarah Campen, it just makes sense. Campen has released a short film that she describes as a window into the life and livelihood of commercial salmon trolling in southeast Alaska. So, um, yes, I made a dance film about commercial trolling, and it's called Salmon Dance. And um, people definitely... Uh, ask me what that is, what the heck that is. Um, I like to describe it as a mini documentary about trolling that's told through dance. Campen, who grew up in Sitka and now lives on Lemisher Island in Icy Strait, received an Individual Artist Award from the Rasmussen Foundation in 2020 for the project. She initially conceived Salmon Dance as a live performance piece using choreography built from the gestures used in commercial fishing. And then COVID happened, and it turned into a film. The film runs just over 10 minutes and incorporates contemporary dance and documentary footage of fishing in and around Icy Strait and Cross Sound, as well as audio interviews with fishermen. It's a lot of really beautiful storytelling about what this work is and why people do it and why they care about it and what, the, what this lifestyle means to them. Campen's film is available to watch at her website. You can find the link at our website, kcaw.org. The Skagway Borough Assembly postponed decisions on what to do with land that was the site of a boarding school for Indigenous children. The Skagway Traditional Council has withdrawn its engagement from the process, citing undue stress on its members. KHNS's Alan DePremenil has more. The Pius 10 Boarding School for Native Children opened in Skagway in 1932. Jamie Bricker is the president of the Skagway Traditional Council. There's certainly documented evidence of abuse at the school, and it's certainly a hard history to revisit. The Catholic Church operated the school until 1959. Bricker says tribal members alive today attended the school as youth. Boarding schools are now widely seen as a tool settlers used to eradicate indigenous cultures. In 2008, the Canadian government issued a formal apology to attendees at its residential schools. In the U.S., a federal effort is underway to find out what happened in the institutions. In Skagway, archaeologists have just finished scanning the ground of the former school for evidence of death among the student body. None has emerged so far. The land on which the boarding school sat was purchased by the municipality of Skagway for $1.7 million a decade ago. The municipality is now operating an RV park at this location and is still making payments to the Catholic Church. Two years ago, the Skagway Traditional Council wrote a letter to Skagway's Borough Assembly, expressing interest in taking ownership of some of the land. They wanted to honor and recognize the experience of the people who attended the school. Some supported returning the land. Earlier this year, an assembly member drafted a resolution seeking to return half of the RV Park land to the traditional council. Assembly member Deb Potter saw the resolution peter out. The finance committee did discuss it, but there really was no movement on that at all. The assembly has expressed a will to recognize the tribe's claim and return a smaller parcel. 
But President Bricker says the conversation around returning land to the tribe has been contentious and unfruitful. There really hasn't been any meaningful progress towards that concept. Bricker says revisiting memories associated with the school has been painful for tribal members. The Pius X mission history has been emotional for our tribal members, and um, I think it's really taken a toll to revisit that. And at this point in time, it just seemed like a good idea for the health of our people to step away from this. Recently, the council wrote a letter to the assembly and expressed its intention to withdraw from engaging the municipality on the issue. In the letter, the tribe asked that one parcel be set aside for the creation of a memorial that will, quote, heal the land for future users, unbury and recognize its existence as part of Skagway's history, and give boarding school attendees and descendants time to grieve from trauma and show that Skagway cares, end quote. Assemblymember Sam Bass recently brought a resolution for discussion. It would subdivide the land into 24 lots. One parcel would be offered to the traditional council for setting up the memorial. The others would be for housing. Mayor Andrew Kermada says the municipality has to be careful when it sells the lots. I know that part of the reason we have a housing shortage is the fact that so much of our lots are owned by landowners in town who own 10 properties, 12 properties, 20 properties, whatever it is. Kermata says he fears the same landowners would buy the land at the RV park, the lots would sit empty, and the young families that seek to establish themselves in Skagway would miss out on the opportunity. To make matters worse, the utilities are in disrepair. Fixing them will cost millions of dollars, according to borough manager Brad Ryan. Assemblymember Potter says there is a strong case for returning the land to the local tribe. She points to a U.S. statute addressing the disposal of mission land that says it should go back to, quote, the Indian owners. According to this federal statute, Potter says, the land should have been returned to the tribe in 1959 when the school closed. During a phone call to the Catholic Diocese of Juneau, the vicar general said he was not aware of the statute. Potter says she wants to use her position on the assembly to advocate for returning some land. You also have to think about there's public opinion and then there's doing the right thing. There's obviously not a large native population in Skagway, so they need allies to be advocating for doing the right thing. Bricker, with the traditional council, says regardless of who owns the land, uncovering the history of the school is a priority. She says their staff were able to unearth 2,000 pages of documents related to the school in an archive in British Columbia. As of right now, there's no concise record of attendance at that school. There's no record of who showed up at the doorstep, who left it, and how. And that's concerning to me. We're in the process of trying to delve through it and determine you know, what these new pieces of documentation mean, trying to rebuild that history, and that's the really important part to us. The Assembly voted to postpone any decision on land disposal until members can further examine the land title and read through the results of the archaeological study. For KHNS, I'm Alan de Premenil.
The trial for Jeffrey Foltz still has not been scheduled. Foltz is a former Juneau area chiropractor accused of sexually assaulting 14 patients. It's been more than two years since he was first charged. District Attorney Jessalyn Gillum says that the long wait for trial is partly due to the fact that so many more victims have come forward. And every time someone new steps forward, their, you know, the investigation into their particular allegation has to be done appropriately and thoroughly. Foltz worked for the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium, or SEARCH, for seven years. After an initial accusation in 2021, a total of 14 women have come forward to say that Foltz assaulted them under the guise of medical care. The most recent accusations came out in March. Foltz now faces 19 counts of felony sexual assault and misdemeanor harassment. Some of those charges are for alleged assaults that date back to 2014. And we have a, a large interest in, t- in trying to get that um, finality for the victims um, and their families. But that's not the only thing we can consider. We recognize that having the case open um, often causes the complainant's ongoing stress and anxiety of not really knowing when the case will go to trial. Gillum says another factor could delay the trial even more. The judge assigned to the case, Daniel Shally, is slated to retire at the end of August. Gillum says that means the case would be passed on to another judge. Fultz has been living at his home in Durango, Colorado. He left Juneau after the first accusations. In 2021, he was ordered not to practice medicine and to turn over his passport. Betsy Holly with the Department of Corrections says that a pretrial monitoring officer is in regular contact with Durango police and with Fultz. She says if there are any issues, Fultz will be returned to Alaska. Fultz's next readiness hearing is November 15th. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, August 28, 2023. Today, mostly cloudy, then gradually becoming sunny with a high near 69. Light northwest winds increasing to 5 to 10 miles per hour in the afternoon. Tonight, patchy fog after 1 a.m. Otherwise, mostly cloudy with a low around 57. South wind around 5 miles per hour, becoming calm after midnight. And looking forward to tomorrow, Tuesday a 30% chance of rain after 1 p.m., patchy fog before 10 a.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 63, south wind around 5 miles per hour. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning.